Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 303. Lynn's here yeah. with me. I was going to say, are you Lynn's now? No. That's I don't want to be Tony. <laughs> Out of all the fun things that I do, I think sometimes you get jealous. I do my own fun things. I just don't feel the need to talk about them. What the hell? <laughs> I want to know that you're actually enjoying your life okay. as much as I am enjoying mine. But at least we talk freely about comic books. Yes, we do. That is one thing that we share. Yes. Out of the many things that we won't talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to make makes, it seem like I know, that there's makes so many more things. <laughs> Today we talked about Sideways. Yeah. Some Superman. Some kick ass. I can't really think of what else. As Valentine's Day stuff. Black Panther stuff. Yeah. Sorcerer Supreme stuff. Shield Shield. stuff. Toy stuff. Stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. It was a stuffful podcast. Stuffed to the brim. Yep. So with that, (laughs) the best intro ever. (laughs) Enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast, episode 303, Lindsay's Heart Attack. So you're all fired up. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> hey, I was just explaining my war wounds from paintballing. Yes, yes. That is what we were just talking about. <laughs> Paintball guns <laughs> yes. were what we were talking yes. about. <laughs> oh, well, no, that... we were talking about some fun things, though. Yes. Let's, let's not dwell on me and my injuries that yes. I am suffering, which just by the way, I am so lethargic since yesterday afternoon doing paintball with my friends for a bridal shower of all things. Like, the girls had to dress up in uh, dresses. Mm. Felt fucking bad for them. Yeah. They, they wore some, like, at least some nylon leggings and stuff. Ooh, man, though. We were able, as guys, uh, either camo, like hunting camo or, or flannel. Yeah, you guys should have had to wear dresses, So too. we had a lot more layers on, <laughs> and even then it fucking hurt that's some bullshit but we you... got we got into a uh, at one point it was the bride and groom versus supposed to be all of us and we we're gonna do like this just shooting we literally shot straight at each other it wasn't even doing the paintball hide mind shit it was each person got a, a shot well let's just need us to say the rest of the girls did not want to be in the firing line so they stayed out but the bride and groom versus uh five guys we each got a shot on them Mm-hmm. So, and then the, it goes where if they shoot us back, though, and hit us, then they're still in. Kind of like a dodgeball, like, get right. you out. Oh, yeah, right, right, But then if you got them out, you're still in. But uh, no one wanted to hit Tanya, the bride. As I was telling you beforehand, how my I, my glasses were fogging up, I couldn't see shit. I honestly was. <laughs> I will say that, even though she's not <laughs> ever going to listen to this. Tanya, I was really aiming for you. I didn't want to hit my buddy Ryan because <laughs> I didn't want his payback. You're such a dick. But no one could fucking hit her. And actually, everyone else was seriously aiming for Ryan. But 
they then were saying how, well, there's like five of us that shouldn't they get like double shots too? Well, then Ryan also had two guns, so he's just shooting with two guns. So you're also getting popped twice at the same time almost if he shot you. Needless to say, you are definitely putting your hands in spots to cover them. Oh, I'm sure you guys and, didn't wear protection. Well, we didn't think that we'd have to wear a cup for this. Oh. No. Have but, you ever been hit by a paintball before? Uh, not imagine. before. No? This no. is your first time getting hit by a uh, Well, I've had like this little like pump action one that wasn't as good as like these yeah. air soft like Just things. imagine you being a guy who has done this many times before. Honestly, I haven't. Whoa. And I want to do it some more. It's a That shit hurts, was my point. Yes, yes. <laughs> it got down to, well, needless to say, Ryan was shooting us multiple times thinking that he got not only two guns, but then two shots on two guns. And we got him out and it got down to just me and Tanya. And then all of a sudden, someone came up with the wise idea of instead of just doing the one shot back and forth, just keep going, just waste all the the bullet, the yeah little paint bullets. Uh she shot my shit up. I couldn't see her. I was aiming. I was trying, <laughs> and then finally, like I quit. I quit. I quit. Fucking all like because I then turned too because I'm trying to save my my jewels. Yes. So I'm turning to the side, which is then that's just getting shot the shit up. You're going to have some, you have welts today. You're going to have some bruises later. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. And I am feeling it. Go to work and show everybody. Tell them somebody beat you. Yeah. I don't know who. You live by yourself, so. Someone broke in. <laughs> just beat you and then left. With, with like some <laughs> tiny little like poker thing. Like, oh, I mean, I. I'll just tell the truth. I, I got wrecked. I was good at shooting, aiming people when I could see, though. Like, cause when you when you shoot those things, though, you you can kind of see your first bullet, the trajectory, and if you can aim enough with that, mm-hmm. you can go across the whole fucking uh, field there. Yeah. That was fun. But, okay, I did talk about me so much. Why the fuck do I always do that? I don't know. You lead an interesting life, I guess. I guess I try I to. I don't know. But I was going to say, not talk about that and talk about your endeavors. You actually finally have a place. Well, don't make it sound like I was homeless. (laughs) (laughs) I did live in a place, and I still do. But yes, no, my boyfriend and I, Josh, everybody knows Josh, I guess, uh, bought a house that's incredibly close to so many bars. And close to me. Yeah, so we looked at a house that was closer to you because it was actually up on Diamond, but on this side of Michigan. Um, But we decided that the closeness to you was too close. Yeah, it's a little too close. (laughs) I don't need you stopping in every single day to be like, Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition! Our chief elements are fear and and surprise! Surprise and... I'm just going to come in and do it again. You scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> hey, listeners, happy V-Day. I mean, it's a little late, but just bringing some chocolate-covered strawberries. Ooh. So if you're here in the studio, free chocolate-covered strawberries for you. Thank and you. if you're not, go find yourself some chocolate-covered strawberries. It's a great flavor to go with your comics. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. After scaring the shit out of me. This is legitimate fear. <laughs> Surprise and fear. Our chief elements. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, we were just talking about My me getting shot with paintballs, her new house. We haven't even gotten into comics yet. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, I can't talk at all. So you huh. gave me food. Houses are cool. 
You guys want a lightning review? Mm-hmm. Check this out. I read Doctor Strange this week. Okay. Speaking of houses, this house kind of got wrecked by the void. Because mm-hmm. remember, Tony, surprise, what was behind that door? A void. Yes. Like in my heart. <laughs> Best part about this comic, though, is Loki. Because you know Loki. God of mischief mm-hmm. and lies. Wow. I wonder if it's as easy to get Tony to be quiet as it is to get Liz to put an entire giant chocolate-covered strawberry in her mouth. I really wish this was a video podcast at the moment. So, Loki, were you going to talk about this later? I was maybe, but you can talk about it right now. Well, the uh, story was by uh, Dan Coates, I think, and there was some artists on there. I think the colors were by uh, Jordi Belair. Well, yes. Nope. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Penciler was Gabriel Hernandez Walta. Uh, So anyways, Loki made up the whole tournament. The tournament that made Doctor Strange... that makes sense, because, yeah. It it was just a big illusion, and Loki's like, you know, to be honest with you, Strange, the fact that you fell for my illusion kind of says that you're in some deep help. And he says the whole whole reason he wanted that like spell thing to get all the magic to himself is so he could put the magic back in the dragon lines. I think they're mean the ley lines, but we'll go with the dragon lines for uh, Marvel's sake. And he wanted to get magic back to the world. And and Strange is like, what? He goes, dude, you got the the final host coming. You've got the Infinity War coming. You got and and basically Loki just started advertising for all the upcoming Marvel events. Oh. And and he goes and Strange is like, you did all that to help me. He goes, that or, I don't know, let's see, uh, oh, this is probably some big plot for me to like try to take over Asgard, so you fell right into my trap, Stephen Strange. Oh, why don't we try this one? Zelma, uh, she, her, she's got a really important destiny, so I'm just trying to ingratiate myself into Zelma right now so that someday in the future. And he just went on a whole bunch of these different lies, and I'm like, that's good Loki writing. <laughs> that's really good Loki writing, because you never know what he's going to surprise you with next. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> also, if you haven't, go see Black Panther because it's amazing balls. Yes. We'll yes be- it is. Bye. Bye. Back to the ethereal astral plane. <laughs> and there goes Loki surprising us once again. He legitimately scared the shit out of me. I, I saw it in my eye. I'm like, oh, I think my brother just stopped in while we're recording. <laughs> I thought you had saw it too. No. No, I did not see it. Usually I can hear when people come in the house, too, because it's not like your door is quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that was... I apologize for my Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, well, let's, I think uh, I'm over it. Like, I think the podcast has to be done now. <laughs> you have no breath left. I have nothing left in me now. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, we were talking about your house, oh, but we could... Anyway, yay, yeah. house. Yep, now let's just get into... Uh, Thanks, Matt, for moving things along. Let's get into uh, <laughs> some reviews. Let's yes. uh, have you start. So I picked up Kick-Ass number one this week. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, Kick-Ass number one, you know, the sequel, because there was already a Kick-Ass number one. Um, but this is a completely new imagining of the Kick-Ass character. Okay. Wasn't there also the series Kick-Ass 2? Yes. But that followed off the first one, yes, but Dave it was just the second. Lewinowski or whatever the fuck yeah. his name is. Um, yes. So, so far, of course, written by Mark Miller. Does he pronounce it Miller or Millar? That A uh, throws me off. Millar. Millar. Uh, with art by John Romita Jr. Um, so this does not, so far, and I don't know if this will be a continuing thing, but it does not 
Um, it does not hint that these are even in the same universe. You know what okay. I mean? No, like, yeah, so that there isn't another right superhero called Kick Ass. Right. And that... So I don't. It doesn't like it. <clears throat> that makes more. I mean, well, I like continuity, but it makes sense. You can still have the the vision of this character right. and what how they are, but at the same point, yes. make it new and fresh. It is, and it's completely different. So in the original Kick Ass, the kid Dave. Uh, what he was in like a he got the shit beat out of him or he was in an accident or something and then so he lost all the feeling in his body so he, he could really take a beating and that's kind of what led him into wanting to be a superhero I guess um, this is about a woman named Patience who is uh, a veteran she was in Afghanistan for eight years the first third of the book is her last mission in Afghanistan can I can I ask uh, yes. with the name patience just like anything that has like a dual meaning does she like show like she doesn't have patience or that she is like timing things rightly so she has patience i there's nothing in here that to me connected her name to her personality at all she's a badass but she was in the military so she has great military senses so, but nothing, nothing that makes you think that her name is ironic or anything okay. like that. Um, but she is super badass. And you see that in the first part of the book where she's over in Afghanistan. They're trying to save uh, one of their fellow people. <laughs> I can't even. Fellow people. What's the word I'm thinking of? Soldiers? Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> um who's trapped and all the stuff that they have to do and the ideas that they have for getting out of there. And it's just, you know, not straying too far from any sort of typical war story or anything like that. Nothing out of the ordinary. Like, she doesn't have any sort of weird powers or extra intuition or anything like that. She's just a really good soldier. Um, And the middle third of the book is her coming home from that to find out that her husband had left her while she was gone, um, which really pissed her off, <laughs> as it does. Yo, she has yo. kids, right? So yeah. she's been in Afghanistan for eight years, being the main breadwinner, and she comes home, and he's gone. It's not even like she got home and he stuck around and was like, this isn't going to work, I'm leaving. Like, he was literally already gone. He was just gone. Well... Is this, though, to set up something maybe drastically different already, like, without having a reveal of why he's gone? Like, maybe he's, like, got kidnapped and then it could be saved? he's just a dick. Okay. Yep. I'll take that. Yep. They even show him driving away in the car with his new girlfriend because he left because he met somebody else. Oh. And, um... And not to say that this has to play anything to it. So Patience is black, and so is her husband. And the woman that he leaves with is, like, this very stereotypical blonde white chick. Like, you know? And I don't know if that has to play into, like, making you feel even worse about it. Like, but she looked like a total skank to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he seems to be, like, he's the type that, and you only get him, like, a whole page of him, and that's it. But he's totally, like, 
the type of guy who wants to focus on writing his music, and she was never supportive of him writing music. So he had to leave so that he could be with somebody who supported his dreams. Like that kind of guy. So even though he has kids and his wife was just in a war for eight years, he has to follow his dreams for writing songs for the music industry. But really, him leaving just sets up her being like a single mom who just got back from the war. She can't get a job. She has to end up waitressing. She can barely make ends meet. That sort of thing. Because then that plays into the last third of the book, which is when she becomes kick-ass. So it goes from her being in the war to Mm -hmm. her. Well, I mean, and that... Well, most things have three story arcs, yeah. but also shows how she could take that mantle up because yeah. she has the training and then also the devastating thing. I mean, within the original Kick-Ass, I mean, it was a kid that got beat up and right. pretty much then got the shit kicked out of him, but enough so that he could just fight back. Yes, she is definitely more of a Robin Hood type character because she wants to, the people she is targeting as Kick-Ass are the people who she thinks are making her neighborhood a worse place. So, like, thugs who are, you know, making sure violence stays in the neighborhood and people who are running, you know, like, prostitution rings and stuff like that. So she's going and stealing money from them, and her whole idea is that she's going to use that money to help herself, but she's also going to give half of it back to the community. So, like, a true Robin Hood situation going on here. Um she just happens to be a little bit more violent than Robin Hood ever was. So, uh, I thought it was really good. I think she's super badass. I can, she's more believable to me than the original Kickass was just because she does have all this training and he was kind of a putz, but that's kind of what played into the success of the first one, I think, because he was such a, so bad at what he was doing for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like instantly good at it. It doesn't show, it it literally just goes from her in Afghanistan to her dealing with coming back and her husband leaving, and then her actually like in the costume, and it is the traditional kick-ass green and yellow costume, Mm -hmm. and she has the nunchucks or whatever, the sticks, whatever he was that he used, those weapons, she's got the same weapons as that. Okay. So, but it doesn't show why she chose this costume, where she got it from why she decided to name herself Kick-Ass because they ask her her name and she tells them it's Kick-Ass, which I thought was, it's still an interesting choice. Like, <laughs> for, to name yourself as a superhero. What's your name? I'm Kick-Ass. Like, it's a little <laughs> too on the nose for me. But I think that she's definitely more believable. And I like the way they started this book because they show um, a couple of thugs bringing Kick-Ass in to meet the boss. And you don't know at first, well, you know at first that it's her, but, like, they do it in such a way where you wonder if it could be the other kid, and they are tying the two together. Mm-hmm. But you very quickly find that that's not what they're doing. But I just thought it was an interesting way to start the book. I thought I was not going to like a reboot of the of Kick-Ass. Most reboots suck, mm-hmm. and generally there's no purpose behind them except a money grab. But... I like that this is absolutely completely different than the other one. If you change the name of it, it would just be... It's a completely different story. Yeah. So, it was good. You can't, Mark Millar, I mean, he knows what he's doing. So, I trust him, I guess. We'll see. It's good. All right. I uh, picked up a new superhero 
in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Sideways. Mm. Now, this is one of the the new stories that have been coming out in the new imprint um, from DC, their new age of superheroes. Uh, we've already seen a couple other stories that have come out of the Dark Knight's Metal, which, as they said, you know, this is a Batman event, but it's a big event, and I'm trying to stop just even caring about the word event, but... Yeah. I mean, there's big, small events, and then I don't give a shit when they say one is the other because they all mishmash anyways. But there are a lot of things coming out of Metal, Sideways being one of them. Uh, a couple other ones that came out were Damage, and then The Silencer, uh, two other books that had parts from one of the, the Metal books. But this one comes straight out of, at least the character's uh, origin story, comes out of uh, Metal number 1. And within this... Sideways is a is a teleporter. I don't. I was trying to do some research. DC doesn't have a lot of teleporters mm-hmm. like like Marvel. I bet you could probably name five off the top of your head. Yeah. Nightcrawler, Magic. Um, those are the only two that I'm thinking right now. Cloak. Up. Oh, yep. Cloak can do it. Um, Anyone that has magic abilities. Wiccan. Mm-hmm. Um, gateway. So I mean, there's help. Oh, Cable and mm-hmm. Deadpool and the, the dog that one Lockjaw. Yeah. Yep. So they have a lot more just random teleporters. Mm-hmm. For me, DC, the only person I could think of, what and mainly out of metal is uh Doctor Fate. Mm. He can teleport people. I think Raven can too, but I'm yes, yeah. her and Zatanna, Zatanna can, mm-hmm. but that's magical. Yeah. But still, and then I learned is the Indigo Tribe um, for Green Lantern mm. Corps. They also have the ability to train. Some people have done it randomly at times. But I don't count that as, like, their power set right. or who they are. So it's interesting to see this person who can make rifts and step through them. That's, I mean, that's teleporting. Right. And, and a different kind of teleporting. It's not the... Right, because he literally opens, like, a gateway where he can see... Can he see on the other side of it? Yeah, and it, they look kind of like... And it's kind of cool drawings within this as well. And I do have to say, because the story coming from uh, Kenneth... Uh, Rockafort and Dan Didio. Um, Dan Didio. Didio. Yeah. I don't know why I always say Didio. I don't know either. Because I add an extra D in there. (laughs) Um, But uh, colorist was Daniel Brown. Um, Really within this this book here, when he cuts a riff, you can see kind of where he's looking at going within the page of whatever this previous page is, which is interesting. It doesn't necessarily just reflect where he comes out of, but you see that other, you see distinctly that there is a different scenery, a place that the, that he's going to. Now, it goes into a bit of his backstory of what happened on the day that that giant fucking mountain came up in Gotham. Mm, mm-hmm. And when he lost his mom, and within here it seemed like the mom that he has now is not the same mom that he had lost then, and he's adopted now. And these adoptive parents are are a bit more, um, I don't know, protecting. But then again, too, it looked like the same lady, so I think that might be just her over being protective because of what happened. But he fell through a rift in the earth when this giant mountain came, and then he came out on the other side and passed out. Mm. Then he started just learning that he had a superpower. They didn't have to go into too much of him learning his powers, and that's what's great about this with a new character. 
I don't want to see Spider-Man all of a sudden learning how to web spring and like all of a sudden learning to like climb things. Right. This dude's already starting to go through his dimensional portals and they even said at one point, you know, it's been great practicing. I'm not getting the nausea or the headaches that I used to. So it already shows that he's been doing this for a little right. bit. And it seems like he being a teenager each of the characters felt like how they were. Like his adopted mom, she seemed to be very caring and strict, but also because of what happened within Gotham, he seems to be a teenager wanting to kind of show off his new power. So a friend of his, who happens to be a seamstress, made him a costume, and now he's going to start YouTube filming him mm. like warping and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a fun, refreshing comic. And they I'm hoping... DC doesn't have a lot of characters like that. They don't have a lot of Spider-Man type characters, because that's kind of what he reminds me of, just in looking at him. And the fact that he's a teenager, and he's kind of goofy. Yep. Like, he's not taking it overly seriously. A lot of DC characters take themselves very seriously. Yep. So it's nice to add a little bit of levity to it. I will say that what was... I mean, and all this was great, but then within a couple of the pages, when he's kind of teleporting, trying to do the whole YouTube thing, this is what I can do. So he's explaining the powers when he's recording on a cell phone. And you see these big word balloons, like, stop and, you know, accept this ultimatum and, you know, don't task me further. And, and Sideways keeps just trying to jump to a different spot in the city because he's thinking whatever was there. And then the, the voice is just continuously following him. So now you're starting to think this is either another teleporter or this is someone who's kind of omnipresence around. And then you get to this big motherfucker at the end. And Yeah, who is that? I don't know. New. And I've, it knew. Because okay. I've tried to look him up uh, in DC database. And I didn't find anything. But primarily this person is saying, you know, you need to stop... He was trying to tell him to stop because mm -hmm. him jumping through all these rifts is starting to tear reality apart. Oh. Of course, the kid's thinking it's a bad guy trying to run away. Then he comes up to the person that was saying, I tried to yeah. tell you to stop and you keep doing it. So you've pretty much been judged a threat to the space-time, well, brain. Yeah, the, you know, the membrane, yeah. yeah. So your sentence is death and it's like, Damn. Yeah. So we got his first kind of... Uh... That's like right away in the book, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, this is interesting. I want to know more about this person who obviously seems to be a task force person of... Yeah, his his the imagery of him is weird. And I'm more interested, too, it does sideways... It was mentioned before from his friend, Ernie, who built it or made his costume, about him being like, uh, you know, the superhero of time and space, which... I, you know, usually people will say that for teleportation, but it doesn't necessarily mean they have a flow over space. Right. I mean, space-time being all of what it is and everything, teleportation would obviously go into that. I think he's just teleporting, but what if he does have some... Oh, like he could teleport back in time? Or yeah, which would time. be interesting. I don't think that that's what they were going for when they were writing it. I think they are trying to be a little more poetic when they had a couple of those things. But, huh. yes, there's this behemoth, and... He looks kind of like phalanxy, like robotic art, like you know, like he definitely techno -organic. has like, yeah, for sure. Like, like he's made out of gold or something. 
Yep, so I'm assuming probably robotic sentience from the future. Yeah. Just destroy those who are... That seems But like I said, though, I don't see how teleporting is that big of a deal. Well, he's clearly not just teleporting then, right? He's literally ripping a hole in space and time and going from one spot to another. So that's different than teleporting. True, yeah. Technically, I guess, if we want to get into the science of it. (laughs) 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 Yes. The science of the comic book. Yes, yes. So. But yeah, I'm quite happy. Uh, Was, to be honest, at first when I, it was because of a, a teaser in one of the other books, DC books, that had him showing at first his costume and like, you know, YouTubing himself. I was like, oh, a teleporter. I love teleportation. I'm going to read this book. Had it not been that, I would not have known from the cover, from who he is. Kind of looks like Black Suit Spider-Man to me. Yes. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> a little bit. Who He's kind of got that look to him. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I did pick it up. And uh, it's definitely a fun Fun book. This is a skin tight costume he's wearing. Can we just talk about that for a second? You can see every <laughs> nook and cranny of his body, except in the junk. Like, <laughs> how is it that you can make a costume super tight all around your body, except around the nuts? Because everyone wears cuffs. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yes. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you're getting punched by bad guys. You're going to want to protect your nuts. <laughs> you would think that, you know. Getting shot with paintballs would make you want to do the same thing, but that's apparently not. That's why I'm not a superhero. <laughs> if I'm a superhero, that's the first thing I'm buying for my costume. Kevlar that's type. Fair. That's fair. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but he is a fit freaking... Uh, like it's so teenager. tight you can see his fingernails through it, which I thought was weird. Like It's a weird detail to add to a costume. Like You can literally see like the outline of his fingernails and stuff. So I was just like... I don't even know how that's comfortable. It's probably some sort of easily breathable. But that's the thing, too. With costumes, I was thinking that, too, because of within the book, having his teenage friend make him the costume so she knows that he has this power. I mean, he popped up in the beginning to scare her and everything. So it's kind of nice to have not having to have that burden to yourself. Right. Which is why I think partly they put that in. But as well as having... Okay, if you become a superpowered hero, you don't just become a seamstress either. Right. Like, no, right. <laughs> at least Spider-Man, they kind of showed him, like, he had a shitty yes. costume and he, he learned to get a little bit better. Yeah. Making it, to have this kid only a month ago get these powers to then just make a costume, it was actually smart to have then someone who, she designed, like, cosplay stuff and everything. Mm. She loves dressing up, so. That makes sense. So with that, that's. That's interesting. But then I also think, if I were to ever have a costume design, though, armor is what I want. Yeah. Skin, I want Batman chest plate, right? like, that's bulletproof and everything, not skin-tight Superman. I mean, he's bulletproof underneath Right. It. So that doesn't even really matter for him. He can be naked. Yeah. If he really wanted to. Actually, preferably. <laughs> In most cases. Um, but if you're not bulletproof... Then I don't understand why you're want, running around in a onesie. Yeah, you know you need to have in, in <laughs> one of those bodycon suits or whatever. And it'd be interesting, like not we're not going to talk a lot about Black Panther today, but we probably are going to. But not a lot because I didn't see it yet. So. But within the the movie, you know when they they talk about the nanites and everything, or even uh, 
with Iron Man's, you know, armor suit that kind of comes out. You can pretend that there's secretive metals and stuff that make armor mm-hmm. stronger. I just don't think a high schooler girl has that type she of material. She has access to, like, Kevlar yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I don't think your costume needs to be lightweight if you're a teleporter. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, you know, it's only open for a certain amount of time, so you need to be able to move fast in between it. Then you wouldn't want a lot of stuff mm-hmm. weighing you down, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's a very tight costume. Now that I think of it, too, though, this sort of teleportation... I mean, it has definitely its limits. You have to, like, create the rift, mm-hmm. and then you got to step through it. Now, granted, there was a spot where he was falling, and he could, like, create them there. But take a person like Nightcrawler, who can do it internally. Yes, so but he, can... he has to know where he's going, or else he can teleport into a solid object. True. But let's just say seeing... Yes, because he then can make a rift and just flat out see right. that it's kind of where he wants to be. So it has greater range. But as far as fighting techniques or whatever, if you're fighting a bad guy, right? Nightcrawler has it in spades because he can teleport behind the person. Sure, he can, but he's got like a two-second thing that he needs to do a little bit more. Right. So that would be interesting. And can people follow behind him through this rift? How long is it open after he goes through it? That's what I was wondering, too. If he can start bringing people, that would give his power set a little bit more. Right. Granted, I'm, I'm making up things where I try to, like, make this hero how I think they should be. This is the first issue, and they could get there. Right. But I also, like, it. I always go back to Iceman. When Iceman was first made, he kind of just made snowballs, and mm-hmm. now he's an Omega level. Yeah. can make constructs. I like seeing those progressions, and so I always imagine what could be a progression for this person's power. Right. Cyclops, you don't really have a progression. You have laser eyes. Yeah. Maybe they get a little bit hotter and... You know, hurt a little bit more. Right. But that's not a progression. No. If anything, the only thing that he could do is learn how to control the fuck out of him, which he never did. Mm-hmm. So, fuck Maybe he can turn him into the mega beams and have them, like, yeah. zigzag all around. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know I could do that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, good book. Um, do you have anything else that you nope. read? I was reading a couple other ones, but didn't get done with them. Um... So, yeah, I guess I... I kept moving the time around on you today. Yes. Like a cunt. Can I say that on this podcast? <laughs> Why not? Pretty sure I've said it before. Um, I will say we do have a best on tap this week. Because this is fucking, I think, amazing imagery. It is uh, New Superman in the Justice League of China, number 20, from DC Universe. I don't know pretty much anything about this book, but this cover, I love um, Taoism and like balance and yin and yang. And this cover has who this new Superman person is from China, from this area, um, learning that he's, I guess he's kind of a dick, but he's finding out that his powers are kind of based on yin yang. So he needs to start being good. Mm. But it's the Superman symbol made out of a yin-yang that is just, it's just amazingly looking. It is. It's like, that's, I don't care about the rest of even the whole cover. It's just (laughs) that symbol right there that is pretty gnarly. The color in the cover is really good too. Especially if you like look at the background, the coloring in the sky is really beautiful. But yes, that is super iconic. I want to know, how is this on number 20, and we've never heard of this before? 
Have you it, heard no, it? No, I haven't really heard <laughs> Yep. Uh, and this cover also by uh, Philip Tan. just want to give a uh, mention that. Yeah, I definitely am actually going to look up more of this because it's a character like that, even though they call him Superman. I mean, there's tons of people that call themselves Oh, yeah, when Superman characters. died, there was like a hundred Supermen. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it, it's not Superman from a different universe or, I mean, a different world. But it's someone who's calling himself that right. within this realm, and they have their own Justice League. And Interesting. It'd be interesting. I, I'm i wondering. It has to be making a statement on the politics in China, I'm sure. But Who knows? And maybe the reason why we haven't really heard this is because it's more of a... I mean, sells more over there. Possibly. Possibly. It's never been on my, my comic bookstore's bookshelves. But I will be picking this up because, like I said, I just saw the cover. I will be picking this up. I will let you know if it's worth it. Cool. Because... And we'll let you know if it's worth it, too. (laughs) Lovely listeners. (laughs) So you know what's really worth it? The admission to Black Panther. Ah, yeah. That's Uh, what I hear. And talk about admission. There have been plenty of places that have, and we've mentioned it before, that were raising money. Mm -hmm. Um, One so which there was um, someone by the name of Frederick Joseph in New York... uh, had a campaign to raise $40,000 for the children in Harlem to go see Black Panther. And I'm not sure if he's the first one that started it, because there have been many, mm-hmm. and I, it's hard to track down where these viral things always start, but 40000 was his challenge, and he, you know, hashtag it, Black Panther Challenge, encouraged others to do the same, and he raised a total over 400000 wow. to do that so that all these kids should go see it. That's awesome. I know when I went and saw it opening night, it was packed. Yeah. There were a lot of like organizations that that were set up there, which I think had their tickets for people that to give them for free. I've never have I seen where they just didn't have people taking tickets to go into the theater. Really? Like, I'll see that sometimes during the daytime yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, Because they can tell there's three people in this theater right either sold those two three, tickets yeah, yeah. yeah one of these people shouldn't be here <laughs> right it seemed like they were just like you know people have it all these are pretty much sold out do we really need to have an extra staff person checking for all these other free people i had an extra seat next to me so i thought of you that you no. could have came and and just snuck on in but we're not like that no but i would it, pay for the admission for this movie twice yes and that's that's a big thing too because seeing the numbers is also refreshing. The world around, not even the world around, because it's not even been released worldwide yet. No. America around has already made this movie a hit. Yeah. Uh, back when Civil War, which was the last um, big uh, debut of um, T'Challa, that movie made $179 million over its opening weekend. And this one right now is... Poised to make two hundred eighteen million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what you had Deadpool numbers, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> well, Deadpool opened the same weekend because it's technically this is a holiday weekend because of President's Day, so the numbers are a little inflated because it's a four day weekend. I don't really. But who really has off on Monday and is going to go to it? I don't know. President's Day. Whatever. They like to make that distinction, though, just in case. Okay. Um. So this is definitely going to spank Deadpool. And which... this already has an A-plus on CinemaScore, 97% Rotten Tomatoes. 
even with the amount of people that were trying to oh derail God. this. I know. I don't even want to get in that because it's super shitty and very political. But what a bunch of assholes is all I'm going to say. Assholes for sure yeah. that this, within this movie too, there were some subtle messages and some straight up, we're going to say it as it is messages that I was like, damn, I can't believe Marvel and Disney decided to include that. Yeah. Because it was talking points and it was some things that need to be said. And to have a hero such as Black Panther say those things was refreshing and wow, I didn't think they were going to go that direction. Everything about it, the casting was perfect. Even the small things that they had to change a bit from the comic books made sense in this world that they made. But I would say it was 95% what Black Panther from the pages is, Um, which is just great all around. Very exciting. I cannot stop saying how awesome. And even in the, it made it even better for me because I've loved Black Panther. Um, Having debuted, do you know when he debuted? No, it was a long fucking time ago, though. Fantastic Four, number 52. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had sent a, a message to Reed. They had never heard of Wakanda because no one had known then. Right. Um, in so much even that within the first round of Black Panther books, no one had really visited Wakanda. Fantastic Four did, some other select people, but the world did not know about Wakanda. Uh, spoilers, but for the movie, no one knows about Wakanda. Maybe we get to, at the end, them saying, here we are. That happened... Also in 1978, when they finally decided to come out and show the world who they are. So many years after they debuted as well, they have been stayed hidden, which is also a big part of this movie. When you are ruling a country, should you isolate yourselves or should you be part of a greater world? When you have technology, should you share that to help others or keep to yourself? And they have, Wakanda is very advanced. It was great with some of the people I went with, uh, not comic book nerds, so they were asking me questions during it, like, so, like, how do they have, like, you know, all this stuff? And I go, well, the magic thing is vibranium. Yeah. Vibranium is kind of a substance that you can do multiple things with. It's the hardest thing. It absorbs energy, but also can store energy. It's kind of whatever you want it to be. So just think of having a Tony Stark person, because there's many people that are smart, but having access to this metal. Right. You could make nuclear reactors that are 10 times more efficient than what you have now, and so on and so forth. That then, and he goes, Okay, I get it. I go, Yeah, yeah. like, because when you see Wakanda, it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's really crazy. I mean, it's been in one of the trailers where it's just the canopy of the jungle, and then you fly on in, it's this magical future city. Yep. Really, really cool. Yeah. They did so well with making the ancestry of it being in Africa. Uh, one of the big things with how within even nations, there are other tribes that make up those nations. And this one did that, which also goes back to the Black Panther comic books. Right. So good. Yeah. I've taken this opportunity to, to school many of my coworkers because I've heard quite a bit of, oh, is Marvel just making this because they wanted to add like, 
I've never heard of Black Panther. I think he's just a new character so because they're trying to add diversity to the movie series. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen, okay. listen. Read the comics. He's been predominant. He's been around since the 60s, okay? He's not new. They didn't make him up. He's legitimately a character. Everyone calm down, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and like, so going with the characters and their castings and, and who they were, Michael B. Jordan, holy fuck. Killmonger... Uh, from the page, I mean, like I said, the difference is then not huge hulking, but when Michael B. Jordan takes off his shirt, I was like, fuck, man, that guy would punch me into next week, you know, Tuesday. <laughs> Wasn't he in the Fantastic Four? Wasn't he in the newer Fantastic Four movie? Uh, no, that was, uh, who was the other person that, uh, was in Spider-Man Homecoming? Donald Glover? No, okay, yeah, it wasn't Donald Glover. No. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was yeah. in that one. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely uh, <laughs> got more. You know how much I've forgotten of, yeah. <laughs> of that movie? <laughs> try, to, try to block He's it out. He's redeemed his, his comic book movie uh, character, though, by being in this movie, so that's good. I always said, not going to lie, it was today at this recording... That when I uh, was thinking, why do we always say Michael B. Jordan? Like, why does he have to have B there? Why can't he just be Michael Jordan? Oh, oh that's right. That, that's why. There's already a famous guy named that. So that's why he uses the B. It took me having to say it out loud <laughs> to realize, oh, yeah. Because when you say him. Michael Jordan was in the Black Panther movie, people are going to go, Michael Jordan was in the Black Panther movie? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan was in Space Jam. <laughs> It'd be great if Michael Jordan's middle name did start with a B as well. Who knows, though? That would actually be funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, oh, they're, they're just the scenes, everything amazing. The one thing I want to get into, because I am a little upset with this direction, because it makes me wrong that the soul stone was not in it mm. and that's big spoilers but it doesn't really give anything away in most of all these movies that's the teaser at the end and there were two of them in this movie i won't talk about them thank but, you because but that was being one that many people had speculated going into it uh we thought we're definitely going to see the soul stone like why wouldn't we we have to see that before the next movie now it's pretty much and within the trailers for infinity war it shows the Black Order attacking Wakanda, could it be that just because they reveal themselves? Maybe. Maybe they want some vibranium, but I really have this feeling of they're attacking it because there is a Soul Stone, which very well could still be down there, and no one just knows that it's there, but yeah, it, it wasn't in the movie, and I was disappointed that they didn't reveal yeah. it then. But they also, the director also said, though, too, already talking about vibranium and, and what it is and its magical kind of properties to then say, oh, and we also have this thing hidden down right. here. But it could have just been hidden down in the bottom of the where the meteor happened that they didn't even know that that was allowing them to talk to their ancestral plane. Yeah. So who knows? That's all that I will say about that. Cool. Cool, cool. Unless I think of something else cool, cool to talk cool. about. <laughs> oh, it. I will say one other thing too. So having uh, Andy Serkis and uh, fuck uh, Bilbo, uh, Martin Matt, Freeman. Martin Freeman. I was gonna say Morgan Freeman, but yeah. nope. <laughs> Martin <Although>. Freeman. <laughs> uh, 
there was always the jokes about them and, yeah, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There wasn't a pun that they could have easily, like, you know, said, you know, ring the bell or, you know. Yeah. I wish they could have. I got my eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is precious. Yeah. The vibranium is precious. I still love the first time I saw that they were the token white guys in the movie. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Every time somebody else reposts it, I'm like, I've seen this a hundred times now, but it's still clever every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not much else going on this week. Yeah, it was, the news was dominated with Black, Black Panther. Panther. Right, rightfully so. The other tidbits uh, that we found was the New York Toy Fair is going on right now. And there's some pretty sweet looking toys in a lot of the rest of the stuff. There's a ton of different type of games. You've seen that game Pie Face. Yes. You've seen like a game where it's like a toilet bowl and it'll squirt in your face. Like a lot of things where you get water or, or cream on you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Was this a toy show or like an adult <laughs> film star show? <laughs> could have reworded that a bit. But there's another one like Pop Pop the Zit game. Oh my god, actually I did see this. I did see that. Like I'm like, no, I don't want that because it probably shoots out some Ugh. some Yeah. Some, some people really like that shit though. It's, it's like weird. it's like, you know, silly string and, and watery-ish. There's another one of, like, crack the watermelon over the head, which is another thing where, like, a timer and you spin it and, oh, the watermelon would break and water spills on you. Mm. So it's like, there's a lot of those things. Yeah. And one of them is trying to be the next pie face hit, which I find that game hilarious, but we can't always emulate that. No. And the Zit game, I don't think, is one that we really need to. No. And this is also going on, I mean, okay, I'm going on a toy uh type thing and not really even Toy comic tangent. book. Yeah. What I found which were really uh interesting and great uh were these fluffy toys that they come in like a giant ball and you soak them in water. When you soak them in water, they you know those little capsules that you put in water that sometimes like turn into like little dinosaurs? Yeah, or... like they're they're foam. Yes. Well, yeah. this I mean this obviously the, I think it has foam within the the parts because when you put them in their scruffaloves, they their arms then come out from this little fur ball and they're they look like little kittens or dogs mm. and then you can blow dry them and then you know comb their hair and then you have your own little pet. These are gonna be fucking the best like selling toy probably next year at Christmas only because it's one of those cute marketing things yeah. as well as. There are a lot of people nowadays posting pictures on Instagram and Facebook of rescuing animals and then cleaning them up in the before and afters. And that's kind of what this is going to. And there's actually many different toy companies that were doing this now. So, yes. Interesting. But we'll get into some more of the cool stuff, such as some of the action figures that are coming out. And they are looking great. They are looking promising. One of the missed opportunities was some of the big Black Panther uh toys debuting now there were some they black panther toys debuted like around christmas which i think was ridiculous i mean wait till the movie comes out really but their lineup wasn't all that heavy now they have some debuting now which it's a missed opportunity that they should have been ready to come out now but at least that they're debuting and should be coming out later on this spring 
for those that want some Black Panther stuff. Uh, they've revealed what Thanos will look like within the the movie mm-hmm. because with his full armor, and that's another big one because toys reveal a lot more than they should. Yes. Two of my favorite things that I think uh, that I know I want to purchase, though, I just need to find the money. One was the Iron Man Hulkbuster armor from mm-hmm. Lego. Now, when the well, it wasn't even Civil War, uh, Age of Ultron came out and they had the Hulkbar- yes. Hulkbuster armor, it was kind of not big enough. It was kind of bulky and it wasn't all that articulating. Lego has even said, you know, we're sorry, we kind of rushed that one out. So we've made this really supreme Lego Hulkbuster armor, which looks fucking gorgeous. Um, I can't wait to pick that up. Actually, and I and so that's one of them. I do have one other one that I just saw because I forgot I had it saved. There's an ocarina. Is that a controller? There's a controller. That's amazing. It doesn't play games, but what it does is it's as if you were playing the ocarina from Ocarina Time. So it's the same buttons that you would have playing it on your Nintendo. Right. But there's a booklet so that you can put in those keys in the machine because there's a little Hmm. computer chip in there will play it back. It does actually legit show you how to play a real ocarina from the songbooks as well. So I thought that was kind of cool, even though after hearing people play real ocarinas, unless you're good, don't play them. Yeah. I've tried. I'm not good, so I don't. But last but not least, I have been waiting my entire life for a fucking Infinity Gauntlet. I don't care if it's real metal. Well, I want a real metal one, and that would cost me a couple thousand dollars yeah. to have a Smith make one. Yeah. But I've wanted something in the 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 hence of there's the Hulk fisting smash, you know. Yeah. Smash fist. There's Wolverine claws. They have the Black Panther kind mm-hmm. of razor. Mm-hmm. Little claw. Iron Man gauntlet. Yeah. Why can't we have a gauntlet? Well, we finally do. It's going to retail at about $100, yes. but it is a one-to-one scale, meaning this thing looks fucking huge on a human's fist. Honestly, now that I look at it, that would probably be the size of uh, Andre the Giant's fist, mm. but this is supposed to be as if you took it off of Thanos' hand. Right. It is his hand, so it's a little bit bulky, but it's electronics. Inside, there are... Places that you can pull down to actually articulate the fingers. Right. It looks fucking sweet. That has me thinking. What? (laughs) Of where I'm going to put this? No. About the gauntlet itself. So, it it fit Thanos. How did he know it was going to fit on him? He's got giant hands. Well, he's the one that created it, though. But it fits on other people's wrists too. Like they always make it match the. It magically. It magically will. Yeah. All right. It's like superhero stretch. uh, Ah, yes. All right. It's not really metal. (laughs) It's made out of sideways outfit. (laughs) But uh, yes, I definitely am already looking at uh, how to get one of these because. I do, I do wish it was a little bit less bulky, but since they say that that's what it is, the hundred, you know, one to one scale, like right, it looks a little too big. But that, it's probably I, got mechanism inside where you can actually like grab onto it so you can articulate it and stuff like that. Yep. 
You'll be wearing it all the time, basically. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy you so much purple face paint. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually pulled up a, a, a picture gallery of a bunch of toys that came out at this toy fair. And the... Did you see the Paul Rudd Ant-Man figure at no. all? Look at the... Okay, I just have to bring this up. Oh, my God. Look at the face he's fucking making. In the <laughs> they gave Paul Rudd fucking smug-ass face for this figure, and it's kind of awesome. And that is straight-up Paul Rudd, though. It 100% looks like Paul Rudd. Like... They have gotten so far with these toys. I remember when you would get toys back in the day and they kind of looked like the person who was playing them in the movies. Always something off about them. (laughs) Speaking of Ant-Man, as I've said before, my favorite movies from Marvel, I have to say Iron Man because I've always loved Iron Man and it started all. Guardians, Ant-Man, and now Black Panther. But Ant-Man also just... How hilarious it was. I know. It was super funny. And I don't even know if we talked about... No, we didn't because we didn't record last week. The trailer for Ant-Man 2. Mm. There is one caveat I have with that, such as when they shrink the building and then there's just wheels on it and then it you know gets wheeled behind them. What they've said is that it still has the same mass, which means that building would be fucking heavy. Right. Not to mention the fact of... When they built this building, somehow they had to tell the engineers, oh, and also make sure that this, there's this retractable pole as if it's like a little dolly thing. <laughs> to put these giant wheels on the side here, just hide them underneath it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool visually looking. And that's one of those things where I can talk about it now on the podcast, but then... When I'm watching it, we're like, I don't give a shit. That's just cool looking. I know. Cool I know. Scene. I think the Ant-Man movie gets overlooked so often. You don't really hear about it when people talk about the Marvel movies anymore. The movie was so good. I don't. I I don't get why it's kind of gotten lost in the in the mix. But I mean, it will start coming out a lot sooner because since it's going to be the next one right after right the Infinity War. Um. Something that has been, it's back and forth. Uh, we talked about it before that pretty much seems the Hasbro universe is kind of dead. They are still trying to go forward with some things, but right now it looked like Hasbro has been cutting back from Transformers. Now, it's also been revealed that don't believe everything you hear online, but at the same point, one report stating that they're not really going to have a movie presence, but they already know that Bumblebee is in production. That's one right. they made. But they're being silent on the rest of this world, which makes other people speculate, is Bumblebee going to be a reboot? Please, God, make it so. That would be amazing. And that's why I think that they're not, they're talking about the Transformers universe not being part of it, because they're going to say, yeah, that Transformers universe, it is not part yeah, of it. It's just a fever We're dream. We're not taking any of those things... <laughs> but in their way to not piss on Michael Bay, they're not talking about it. Mm. So does that mean Michael Bay is not doing the Bumblebee movie? No, he's not. <sighs> In news that we didn't get to talk about last week. What? So my favorite DC character, if y'all don't know, is Lobo. I think he's badass. I don't know why. He's got this following. He loves space dolphins. He's just, <laughs> he has his own language. He's super badass. And... The talks of doing a Lobo movie have been up and down throughout the years. 
he's an obscure character, so there's not a lot of backing behind it, but every once in a while it pops up. Well, just recently, the news is that Michael Bay is in talks to direct a Logo movie. Exploding Space Dolphins? I'm just like, why? <laughs> I don't, I don't. There's just so many other directors that could do such a better job at that sort of movie than Michael Bay. Like, why is he still allowed to make movies? Franchise movies. He should just do intellectual own property from now on. Does he have any of his own property? No. No, he does not. (laughs) He just has the backing of giant gunships and things to blow up. Which gets him scripts because they know that he easily accessibly can get that stuff. Yeah. I just, I hope that this is one of those things. I really want there to be a Lobo movie. And I really want it to star Danny Trejo. Because I think he would be perfect as Lobo. He's getting up there in years. But I still think he could do it. Um, I just hope that this does not happen now. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, Danny Trejo... He's a little too yeah, old. Yeah, you put some makeup on him. I think he could pull it off. It's, machete in space. It's it's very close to not being a, a possibility anymore because he is getting to be up there in years. Um, but I, he has always been my perfect casting for that role. All right. Uh, the last thing that I have, which is huge surprising news... Because I mention it at least once a year yeah. when we think it's finally going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't fucking believe this. But we are finally, hopefully, going to see the end of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or I shouldn't say the end, the conclusion right. to S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, S.H.I.E.L.D. being the book that Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver started back in 2010. There was, there's been two miniseries. There was the first one. And then the second one, that has been on hiatus for damn near over six years with waiting on issues five and six. Why it's taken so long, I don't know. I hope there's some big reveal that makes people want to pick up this book that didn't. Like, it's a huge secret file of something that is going to go on with the Marvel Universe. Even if it's not... The anticipation now for me, I feel like it might be a letdown because it's been eight years since it started. So long. Yes. And I've been wanting to just get the conclusion. Finish it out. You could just have like a hand drawn and crayon like saying, and then the world died. The end. Like, (laughs) And looking at some of the pages that they've put out uh, so far from Dustin Weaver, which is part of the big uh, appeal to this book series. Fucking beautiful. And and everything from having Nostradamus to Leonardo, DiCaprio, to <laughs> Da Vinci, to <laughs> having um, the um, Celestials. It's, it's just perfect. Um, future, past, everything coming together. I can't wait. Uh, definitely going to be reviewing this book if it comes out because they have, I'm afraid that it still will be delayed again. They've pretty much finalized it, it seems like, to me. So I Seems like. But I mean, that's been, fair. It's been three years since they started saying, yep, I think the script's all done, or script has been done for many yeah. years. It's just been waiting on 
the art, which unfortunately Dustin Weaver became ill, couldn't finish it when it first came out, but then and then Hickman got involved with Secret Wars a couple years ago and everything, but we thought that's when it was going to be revealed and fuck, man. So this is there's two, right? 5 and 6 is what they're doing. Yep. They should definitely make sure they release like a small trade before those come out because it has been so long. They they actually um, are going to be doing that as well. So smart. It's like they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to see Hickman back on some Marvel stuff because sadly he has been missed. Yeah. That's true. And I'm gonna force you to read all these. All I have right. all of them up till now. So all right. Give you some time until That's fine. it concludes this May. Okay. Uh, booze in a book. Yes. So booze in a book. Uh, this week was Valentine's Day, Tony. And was it? I don't know if you knew that or not. No, but... it was just another day staying <laughs> home by myself. That's not true. You were dressed up all fancy and went somewhere. <laughs> I dressed as Cupid and shot my coworkers <laughs> with a suction cup, darts and arrow. He just didn't want to wear pants to work that day. Nope. Really, is it? <laughs> so, um, a book called Death of Love came out this week from Image Comics, written by Justin Jordan, uh, about a guy named Philo Harris who thinks love sucks and also has the ability to see cupids, or I guess multiple cupids are called cupidae. I guess. I don't know if that's even how you pronounce it correctly. Probably not. Um, and through a series of bad choices, decides that he's going to use this ability to wage a war on love with a chainsaw. Hmm. Which, when I explained this to Tony, got him very excited. <laughs> I just I just find it hilarious, like, someone going around hunting Cubans. little Cubans. Yeah. yeah, and to look at this cover, like... They definitely didn't make, even though they're cute, even though they're small, winged, blonde, curly-haired creatures, they definitely don't look like babies. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're pairing it this week with, uh, actually, one of my new favorite things to drink, which sucks because it's limited edition, um, from Shorts Brewing Company, a uh, beer called Hot Loins. And this is actually the second year they're doing this beer. It's a seasonal beer that they put out around Valentine's Day every year. Um, Hot Loins is a specialty aphrodisiac ale. And it's brewed with goji berries, honey, dark sweet cherries, and some in-the-mood tea from Light of the Day Organics. And this shit is fucking good. It's so good. It is really good. <laughs> and... It doesn't necessarily put you in the mood right away, but as with any beer, you get a couple in you, and yeah, sure, it does the trick. <laughs> um, definitely just, you know, like a good love connection there. A war against Valentine's Day and love, and then, you know, bring you back around to it with the beer. Uh, both of them together. Do it. It's great. I definitely suggest picking up this beer before it goes away, though. All right. <laughs> Well, I was going to try to look up some good, fancy uh, quote from the Olympics, because mm. those are going on right now, but I really couldn't. I kept going back to uh, a while ago, back in what, 2006 Olympics, maybe, or so, Sean White, he was getting interviewed, and when was talking about, because this was, yeah, when they were in Italy, talking about, you know, hanging out with everyone, you know, drinking, doing this, and, and then they go drinking but you're underage he goes yeah man just drinking mountain dew 
awesome save. Also, putting his sponsor out there yeah. in the interview. Like, damn, Sean White, that's pretty clever. Um, that's the only thing I could really think of to talk yeah. about. So, there's your quote for the week. All right. Yeah, just drinking some Mountain Dew. <laughs> As we always do here in the Duncan Comics Studio. Yep, until then, uh, stay thirsty for more talks of Black Panther after Lynn sees it. Yes, more spoilers later. Stay thirsty for more spoilers. <laughs> Every week. 